For tropical places, you could live well for less than $2,000 per month with guest co-host, author Cameron Huddleston of Mom and Dad, We Need to Talk. It is Tuesday, September 1st. Let's talk money with friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I am certified financial planner, Bobby Rebell, host of the Financial Grown-Up podcast, coming to you from my very grown-up kitchen in New York City. And I'm Cameron Huddleston, journalist and author of Mom and Dad, We Need to Talk, coming to you from my home office in Bowling Green, Kentucky. This is the Money News Show that includes commentary on recent headlines and stories with thought leaders from across the financial landscape. Like Mom and Dad, we need to talk author Cameron Huddleston. We break those stories down into what matters to you, our friends, and we leave you with a takeaway to make it your own. Big thanks to our sponsor, NordPass. Let the NordPass password manager remember all your complex logins, autofill online forms, and generate strong passwords stress-free. Let me stress, stress-free. Get 50% off at NordPass. Go to nordpass.com forward slash MWF or use the code MWF. It is only $2.49 a month, plus you get an additional month for free. Again, it is nordpass.com forward slash MWF or just use the code MWF. Cameron, welcome back. We have just two more shows with you. I'm so sad the season is wrapping up. I know, but it's been so much fun. I've, I've, I've loved being able to do this with you, Bobby. Is it everything you ever expected? Oh my gosh, everything and more. So much more. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so much more. Well, we love having you. You've had such amazing advice on so many different topics. The topic we're talking about today, it's actually not technically a retirement story. I sort of have it in my mind as a retirement story, but I think people are going to really, um, they might be surprised at how affordable some of these places that you can live are. Let's get into it. Let's see which one of our friends is going to bring us into the story. This is Lacey from the Military Money Show. Headlines ripped from the financial press only at Money with Friends. Our headline is for tropical places you could live well for less than $2,000 per month. It's from CNBC by Jade Scipioni. A new report from International Living, a website about living and retiring overseas, figured out some of the best places to live in the world for under $2,000 a month. And four of them are tropical destinations. Most Americans don't realize just how expensive the United States is in many regards, says Jennifer Stevens, executive editor of International Living. According to 2018 data from the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics Consumer Expenditure Survey, the average American household spends $5,102 every month. That means the average American budget is $61,224. But Stephen says most Americans are pleasantly surprised to discover what $30,000 a year can get you internationally. On $30,000 a year or less, all in, you could live in a UNESCO World Heritage Town in Mexico, for instance. You could enjoy a slow place of life, great food, lots of cultural activities, solid healthcare, and weather that suits you year-round, she says. At the moment, due to COVID-19, many places have barred American travelers But that won't last forever, says Stevens. Here are four tropical countries where you can live well for under $2,000 a month, according to International Living. Number one, Mexico. Do you want me to go down the list and read them all? Yeah, let's do the list. Yeah, well, we could just discuss them really quickly. So first it has has Mexico, which I think doesn't surprise a lot of people. Um, Then it has Costa Rica, Colombia, and Panama. And it goes into, you know, how 
the math sort of works for all of these places. Um, let's just pause. We can get back into that in a minute and talk about the fact that, I mean, I'm curious what you think, Cameron. Do you think that people are more open to living in different places now that we've learned how well so many of us can work remotely? I would think so. I, I certainly think that this article highlights for those people who maybe haven't set aside a lot of money in savings for retirement, that there are places outside the borders of the U.S. where you can live really cheaply. I mean, some of these numbers, I mean, Mexico, you know, $1,800 a month, $22,000 a year. I mean, that's that's a huge bargain. And so I guess, too, if you are living in a bigger city in the U.S. and you're thinking about moving away, not just to retire, but like you said, Bobby, to live someplace else where you can work remotely, sure, maybe consider someplace overseas. Now, the article does point out, though, that a lot of these places aren't letting people in from the U.S. I know, I think one of them, um, they were allowing, like, Americans can still travel to Mexico, um, maybe it was Costa Rica is letting citizens from New York, New Jersey, Maine, Connecticut, New Hampshire, and Vermont enter Costa Rica. So if they're from your neck of the woods, Bobby, and the East Coast, they can relocate if they want. Um, but it just highlights how cheap things are outside the U.S., yeah. And it also highlights the fact that we can broaden our thinking. We've all, I mean, I look, I've talked to people, I've asked, why do you live in New York City? Well, it's because my family is here. And that's something, but that doesn't mean your whole family might want to think about relocating somewhere, maybe even for a year. A lot of people that have their children going to school remotely, it doesn't have to be forever, but you may want to go live somewhere that is less expensive. You can still do your job, hopefully getting your same US pay compensation in that place abroad, but also have that experience with your kids. Nothing has to be forever. You could live there for a year or two while this is going on and have a different adventure, that kind of thing. The one thing that they, that I think we need to also talk about though, is that there are drawbacks. Remember when you live abroad, you have to remember that you need health insurance. And so you need to make sure that whatever your medical situation is, especially, I mean, you're a specialist in talking to your parents about things like healthcare, like financial issues. These are things that can become more complicated if you do live abroad. So here's something interesting. There's a couple I have interviewed on more than one occasion, and they retired when they were 40. And this was actually a couple of decades ago. And initially they had bought the international health insurance, but they found that while they were in... They live primarily in Central America. They lived in a variety of countries. It wasn't even worth it because they were paying more in premiums and they could just pay in cash for the healthcare that they needed. And they've had, you know, both of them have had a variety of surgeries and it was so cheap. They could just pay out wow. of pocket. Yes. And they often found that there were translators there for them. And so there wasn't that language barrier. The care they got was wonderful. They could get in right away to see specialists. And so... For those of us who are thinking, well, what sort of health care am I going to get if I leave the U.S.? Well, you know, I, I don't think you need to necessarily need to worry too much because in a lot of places, even places you might not think of as someplace to have high quality health care. I mean, they do throughout Central America. 
That's really, and I had no idea. I, of course, just always am, you know, warning people when they travel abroad on vacation, make sure you get some kind of international health care and some kind of insurance if you need to be airlifted home or something like that. But in fact, we shouldn't assume that these things are more expensive. I think that's another thing that we make a mistake on. We have Adrian here in our live audience as we record this. Um, do you want to grab this, Cameron? Can you read that? Sure. So Adrian says, I have a friend who's lived in Spain for a few years and he's not planning to come back. The cost of his medicine is one half of what he would have spent in the U.S. He's very happy with universal health care. And so, you know, that's another thing to consider, especially if you are a retiree and you want to cut costs. Not only will your cost of living be cheaper, but your cost of health care can be cheaper, prescription drugs. And I know, too, just from having talked to this couple in the past, if you end up needing some sort of long-term care, it is possible to hire round-the-clock aides and nurses at a fraction of the cost of what you would pay for assisted living or a home health aide in the U.S. Wow. I had no idea about that as well. Um, we did get some feedback from our Instagram Money with Friends audience. You guys can be part of it by following us on Instagram at Money Friends Pod. We asked our Instagram friends, would you consider leaving the U.S. for retirement or have you already left? Um, and it's yes or no were the options. Cameron, what do you think our Instagram audience said? Would you consider leaving the U.S. for retirement or have you already left? I'm... I'm thinking the majority might have said no. The majority said yes, 67%. Really? Oh yes. And I wonder if the answer would have been different before the coronavirus. I think a lot of people are thinking out of the box a little bit. I know that's a cliche. Sorry, guys. But I think a lot of people are thinking differently with the coronavirus. Even in our family, we're not making any moves now. But the truth is, we are more open to moving when we now that we realize that we have so much more freedom because of technology than we thought we did. And this idea of working from anywhere has so much more social acceptance that we could still maybe work part-time, be more in touch with our family and friends if we did live somewhere other than where we are currently. So I think it's changing, but I don't know. So we also had a follow-up question. If you could go anywhere in the world to retire, where would it be? And you have some of the answers there. Okay, so one person said warm and tropical. So Some this article was perfect for them. <laughs> someone said Spain, love it there. And you know, healthcare. Uh, someone else said best place with weather and favorable economic conditions 15 to 20 years from now. And then someone else said Greece. You only have to spend 250 euros on property, oh, 200, maybe 250K euros on a property to get residency. That's hmm. interesting. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, warm and tropical, very apropos on this. And as I mentioned, we did have those four suggestions in the article, which were Mexico, Costa Rica, Colombia, and Panama. I want everyone to go to our YouTube channel, um, which is just search for money with friends on YouTube. You'll get a link to the article and you can read the details of why those are so desirable according to this piece. Um, and we also, by the way, asked our audience, what financial concerns do you have about retiring outside the U.S.? And as we mentioned earlier, I just want to acknowledge we did have Karen here. She did say medical care costs, and that's why I brought it up. So I just want to say thank you, Karen, for that input into the show. And thanks for contributing to our online online polling um, at Money Friends Pod. Um, would you, Cameron, what do you think about this? Would you retire or just live abroad for a year? We haven't asked you. 
I think it would be fun. Like I would, you know, I, when I was reading this article, I was thinking, you know what, my husband and I should do that. Like we should go live overseas for a while. And maybe like you said, Bobby, not for the rest of our lives, but maybe at least for a few years. And, you know, I know people often say, well, I don't want to leave my kids. I don't want to leave the grandkids. But if you, you know, maybe you had kids later in life and you're going to retire at 65 and your kids are just starting out at that point, they might not even have grandkids yet. So you go and live overseas before the grandkids come along and mm-hmm. then move back if you want to. Well, so. it could also be a good place for the grandkids to visit you. And also the other thing that has held me back and I've seen people do it successfully and it gives me pause. I mean, right now, David Baca's is doing it. He's got two kids. He's there with his wife and two kids. They're living in Italy and they're having a great time and the kids are getting an education. I mean, so what if you miss, we look, um, a lot of our kids are kind of missing this year of school anyway. I mean, my son's doing remote learning for seventh grade. So the idea of taking a year and being enrolled in a school in a different country is maybe a great idea. Maybe it's not so far-fetched to do that for one year. And then you can, re- you know, you worry about them missing their friends and these, you know, landmark moments, these rituals and different milestones in life, but they'll have different ones if they're abroad. I think so. I think that your kids are definitely going to, they might be reluctant at first, but after they've spent a year someplace else, like someplace maybe really cool or tropical, they're going to, they will certainly remember that experience. So I don't know. I'm, I'm open to it. I'm I'm a lot more open to it than I used to be. We don't have any immediate plans, but I think that especially seeing someone you know, and I mentioned David Bach doing it so successfully and having such a great time and the kids are having a great time. And you know what? They're in school as much as our kids are in school and their life learning experiences are incredible. Um, I think we're all much more open to it than maybe we used to be. It doesn't seem as far-fetched. Uh, we are going to be back with our takeaways in just a moment, but first, I want to talk about one of my big challenges in life, and this has to do with something all of us have trouble with, and that is passwords, because there are so many passwords, and they have so many different requirements of what they want us to say. Do they want it to have an exclamation point? Does it have to have an at sign? Does it have to have a capital letter? Does it have to be so many different letters? It drives me crazy. So I try to think of passwords that will make sense to me and are basically the same password for everything or slight variations of the same password. And the thing is, I got hacked and it was a nightmare. So I decided that password managers were something I needed to look into. And fortunately, coming to our rescue here at Money with Friends is NordPass because NordPass makes it so much easier. They have a whole password manager that remembers your password. It can generate original passwords for you. You can get better passwords. You can protect yourself. So let the NordPass password manager remember all of your complex logins autofill online forms, and yes, generate strong passwords just for you because that can really take the stress away. And frankly, I find this whole thing really stressful, as you can tell. So we really appreciate NordPass helping all of us out. You can get 50% off NordPass by going to nordpass.com forward slash MWF. You can also use the code MWF at NordPass. It's only two and a half dollars a month. Plus you get an additional month for free. So get NordPass for 50% off at nordpass.com forward slash MWF or use the code MWF. That's short for money with friends guys, because what are friends for, but helping ourselves and helping others protect each other as a community. So please, please, please stay on top of your passwords and don't get hacked like I did. Cameron, what is your takeaway? So if you haven't saved much for retirement, that doesn't mean you'll have to work forever. There are plenty of places beyond U.S. borders where you can live well 
on social security benefits alone. And I also would add that if you're thinking about relocating because you can work remotely, hey, why not consider someplace overseas? I love that. And I think that we're all becoming much more open-minded about this. It's, you know, you can rent out your home for, you know, the time that you're gone. Or honestly, if it's such a low cost, maybe you can just afford to do it as an addition, maybe have a house sitter or something like that. I think it's a lot more accessible for so many of us now that we see how much more manageable it is with the technology and how much more affordable it may be because of the technology. So my takeaway is really just that you never know. Some of us had very set ideas about our life and this coronavirus has us breaking out of those shells. Money absolutely does not have to hold you back if you get creative. I've got a few years before retirement, but maybe this is something you can do pre-retirement. Maybe we don't have to be stuck in that concept that we have to quote wait until a certain phase of our life to do things. Maybe we can do things when we want to do things and not be restricted by conventional thinking or traditional thinking. And in this hopefully soon to be over post-coronavirus phase, we think about things a little differently and have a little more fun in life. How about that? I agree. Totally. Before we wrap up, Cameron, where can people find out more about you and all your projects? You can find out more um, at CameronHuddleston.com. You can also follow me on Instagram, Cameron K. Huddleston. I'm on Twitter. It is C.H. Lebaninsky. So I'm, I'm on social media frequently and I've got a lot of information on my website too. Your social media posts are so good. You've really <laughs> upped your game in the last year or so. So I'm a big fan. I'm, I'm always reading her stuff and um, so much to be gained by that. You can also, by the way, learn about Cameron on our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com, along with all of our season four cast members and our previous seasons. And of course, you can read the link. You can get the links to the articles of the shows of the, get the links to the articles we talk about on our website, but this is new. The links are now going to be on our YouTube page. So please, everybody go to YouTube, subscribe. And even if you are listening to the audio version of this podcast, you can get the links to the articles we talk about on our YouTube page. Go to YouTube, search for Money with Friends, and uh, you'll be all set, good to go, and be able to follow up and make your own opinions about those articles. So Cameron, thank you so much. You're going to be back tomorrow for your final show of the season. We're going to be talking about the hidden agenda of uh, some financial advisors. Can't wait to talk about that one. All right. We'll see everybody back tomorrow. Bye. This show's created and hosted by us, Joe Salcihai and Bobby Rebel, and it's edited and produced by Ashley Wall. Money with Friends is a product of Money with Friends, LLC, copyright 2020. For a list of the thought leaders who appear on the podcast and links to the stories discussed, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. Also, be sure to follow us on social media at moneyfriendspod on both Instagram and Twitter. Look out for our polls and quizzes. You could get a shout out on the show. We're well worth following. We promise. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or any other videos or podcasts without first talking to your financial advisor. These people on this episode, they're here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Bobby. I'm Joe. We'll see you here back next time with another episode of Money with Friends.
Bam, nailed it.